The Seattle Mariners ended August on a high note, setting a brand new club record, defeating the Oakland A's two out of three games, and the month of September is fast approaching. The Mariners are off today, but they have some big series coming up. But more importantly, Joe, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Joe's here. Hi, I'm I'm right here. Yeah, he's here. So just like ignore it. But yeah, no, today was great. I went to the final game and it, you know, it was looking a little a little rough for a while. The the game was going by real fast. Then Teo had a big big clutch bomb. I like I was going crazy for that one. And then the rest of the game, there was some moments where we're kind of, you know, touch and go, figuring out where we're trying to go as a team. It felt like, but eventually they figured it out and they got it done. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, that last game of the series was one of the most boring games I've ever watched in my life until, like, the eighth inning, so. Really? It was just like, uh It's like nothing really going on. Like, there was really nothing except for, you know, guy getting thrown out of the plate in, like, the eighth, which was cool. They don't call him Mr. Seeds for nothing. That was a dart. It's true. So, right before the Oakland series, we had our Mariner Mojo meetup in center field. That was very, very cool. It was nice to meet everyone that was there. We did some cool giveaways. We will be planning another one in the future, uh, so probably sometime next season. Mm-hmm. We'll try to plan it out a little bit better to make it a little bit easier for everybody. But going back to the Oakland series, game one, it went exactly as it should. It was a wash. You know, the Mariners just boom, out the gate, whole game, took down the Oakland Athletics with ease. Game two, Joe and I made some last-minute adjustments, and we actually ended up going to that game. Uh, we sat up in the 300 level, met, met some people there, which was really fun. Uh, unfortunately, the Mariners lost that game to the Oakland Athletics. Do you know why they lost? I, I was going into the first part of this game today. I had already planted this idea in my head that I'm the jinx, that I'm the, the thing that's the, the problem with the Seattle Mariners playing the Oakland A's in T-Mobile because with where I'm at in, in Cali, I go see the Mariners in Ring Central, the Coliseum. I was giving the A's powers, but we pulled out the win, so I don't think I'm the full jinx, yeah. right? But game two, definitely, well, it was it was directly my fault. So uh, I, see, I issue you guys an apology. That's actually not true. <gasps> According to Jody from Jody and Bender at 95.7, who was sitting directly in front of us, shout out to Jody, Davis, and Joshua. It was nice to meet you guys. She is the curse. She has not been to a winning game in over three years. That's so all the games she's been to, and then she even mentioned she didn't remember our names. She remembered Joe's girlfriend's name, but not our names. Ooh. So what the heck, Jody? But she said that while we were watching the game, the guy behind her, which was Joe, said there's a weird vibe. Something's weird going on here, and apparently it took everything in her power to not turn around and say it's me. So Aww. Jody, you know. We appreciate you. It was nice to meet you, and thanks for the shout-out on uh, the Jet. Don't ever go to a Mariners game again. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> so the Mariners lost that game to the Oakland Athletics again. They did win Game 3, although it was, like you said, a little touch-and-go. was not a very pretty game. Game 2, I mean, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Julio was a late scratch. George Kirby was a late scratch. Ty France came out of the game with a wrist contusion, I think mm-hmm. it was. JP had an awkward slide. Probably could I could have easily seen him come out of that game as well yeah. at that point in like the fourth inning. But And then the offense just wasn't there until the ninth, which was too little too late. They almost ended up tying that game in the ninth inning. They had runners on second and third with two outs. Of course, Gino then with the big strikeout against hometown boy Trevor May. I don't know. Who cares? You lose a game to the Athletics, boo-hoo, oh well. The Athletics took a series against the Atlanta Braves earlier this year. It is what it is. The Mariners, in August, had 21 wins. 
more than any other month in the history of the Seattle Mariners. The 2001 Mariners did it four times in that 116-win season where they won 20 games. Four times, yeah. What? Four times. I guess that's what you got to do to win 116 games in a regular season is have multiple months of 20 wins. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and it's. I remember you and I, we were talking in, I think it was a Hit It Here podcast, where I specifically said, I even actually went back and recorded it. It's right here. have to look at August yeah. and how easy of a schedule August is and say, this team, especially with the way they're playing right now, could easily win 20 games in August. Maybe not easy. Well, it turns out I, I was wrong. They could win 21. Easily. Easily. So, and then of course, they took over sole possession of first place with that win over Oakland in the first game. Uh, they gave it back in the second game. Where, but they're still in first place, nonetheless. And the Texas Rangers, on the day that we're recording this, lost to the, the Mets. Mets. The Mets, right? Aroldis Chapman, bases loaded, hit by pitch. Thank you, Aroldis Chapman. Big fan. So, the Mariners are, at the moment of recording this, back in first place, tied with the Astros. Of course, the Mariners take that season series, so the Mariners have that tiebreaker. With the off day, I don't remember... Rangers have tomorrow off as do, well. Do they, have, do they have Thursday off? Okay. Yeah. The Mariners are flying to New York to take on the Mets for the start to September. Of course, it's a much tougher month for the Mariners than August was, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. First, we need to talk a little bit more about the injuries to the Seattle Mariners. So, of course, Julio did not play in the last two games against Oakland because of that foot issue. Joe, what did you hear about Julio's foot? Uh, not great things. There's some nerve damage. Not, maybe not damage. That's not the right word because that is the the biggest worry, I feel like. Not great things. I think he was just trying to get a cortisone shot in there, trying to make sure that his foot is good to go. A guy that uses, I would say, his feet a bit more than other players, you know, with his speed and his agility. It's, you know, you kind of need your feet to get going. So Julio, he got the last two days off, another day off today, so it's three days in a row, going into a road trip. I'm honestly okay with it. If there was two games for him to miss leading into the biggest month of Seattle Mariners baseball in my entire existence, I feel like, aside from last September, those two games would be it against the A's because we obviously took two out, you know, we took two out of three from them. We split without Julio. We got it done. It's just, I'm worried about these little ticky-tacky injuries with him. Last year with the back, it wasn't, I don't know, it didn't end up being a problem totally bad, but if this foot thing continues to flare up, I... I would have some cause for concern because we don't have J.K. back yet. We had to have Dylan Moore start in center field in the third game, and that's just kind of ugly. You know, he he made a great running in play, but it's just it's not what you want when you've got guys that are probably better that are injured. And you know, there's I think continuing with this Mets series, George Kirby he was scratched in game two. What have you heard about Kirby going forward? Uh, it sounds like he's going to pitch either Saturday or Sunday versus the Mets about 30 minutes away from where his family lives. So that's cool. He'll they'll be able to come down and watch him pitch. Uh, sounds like he was just dealing with a stomach bug. I mean, who knows? Julio had the same thing going on about a week before. Got to stop eating at taco time. You know what I mean? Like, just don't. It's just not It's not worth it. No, because it just it does that to your insides. So I don't have the foresight mm. for this, but do you think that pushing Kirby back, does it realign the rotation for maybe some of the bigger series and Scott's already playing 4D chess? You know, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that about Scott. I have absolutely no idea because theoretically, let's say he starts Saturday. So Bryce Miller started Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday. I'm sorry, Friday will be Gilbert, right? Carry the two. Yeah. And then then let's say he starts Saturday. So then Kirby, then Wu or Castillo? I think it goes Castillo. 
and then Wu. Yeah, so it technically would be Gilbert, Kirby, Castillo. So they're back slotted back to back to back. So maybe, maybe. It's a possibility. Now, if he starts Sunday, obviously you just flip-flop him and Castillo. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Nonetheless, I think Kirby's fine. I mean, obviously he is George Kirby, so you need him going down the stretch. There's probably not many people more important than he is to this rotation, honestly. Yeah. And, I mean, Bryce Miller in that last game against the Athletics wasn't great. He, he wasn't did, good. Yeah. He he was able to <clears throat> settle back down. Mm-hmm. There was a, a stretch there where it wasn't really looking good. He just didn't seem like he could locate very well. Or, from my point of view, the ump was squeezing him. But that's just me, right? That could probably just be me down the third baseline being able to see everything perfectly. But, yeah, he was able to settle back in. He got through six. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up being a quality start. Yep. So, you know, there's... I feel like there's always one little hiccup every once in a while for one of our starters where mm-hmm. if they can get over that hump and settle back down, the rest of the game should go okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously George Kirby is, if you were to slot them into a playoff series right now, he'd probably be going game two. Ideally, he's fine. I'd rather him miss the start and then play in the Mets series than yeah. have him try to pitch through whatever he's dealing with. So, of course, then there was Ty France with the injury. He's fine, I guess. Yeah. Did you Do you know where the wrist contusion came from? Yes. Okay. It was on a pickoff move over mm-hmm. the ball bounce, hit him in, I don't remember well, which his wrist. Le- it was his left, left wrist. wrist yeah. so. Glove side wrist. I had a big bruise there, a knot in it. So, I mean, it sounds like it's fine. Obviously, Ty France has dealt with wrist injuries in the past. Yes. Uh, you know, as soon as that came up on the big board, I was, that's probably the worst injury I think we could see for Ty France mm-hmm. is because the wrist it sucked all of his power last year. He hasn't even had that much, you know, gap power, I feel like, this year. His home runs are down a decent amount. Ty France would be a big bat to get going if we're able to in the month of September, especially if guys maybe, no, I won't say people are necessarily bound to regress, but if Teo continues to boast a 190 WRC plus through and out of August into September, phenomenal. It's just you can't always guarantee stuff like that. So if Ty can get going... That'd be great, but with the wrist kind of flaring up, it's it's tough waters, I think, for Ty France. Mm-hmm. And again, we talked about Jared Kelnick coming back. Um, if we're talking more about, I guess, additions to this roster with these possible injury concerns, I think everyone's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But there is, of course, the possibility that, hey, Julio needs to go on the injured list. That's there. Like, if, if, if we need Julio to go on the injured list, now is not a great time, but it'd be better now than at the end of the season versus the Rangers and the Astros. Yeah. And there are guys that you can go out and get. Obviously, there were some waivers, guys put on waivers by the Angels, the Yankees, Mets, Mets etc., which kind of shocked everybody because obviously August trades are no longer a thing. It was part of the new CBA. Now you can put guys on revocable, or not revocable waivers, they're non-revocable, they used to be. <clears throat> and then someone can claim them and they just have them. Yeah. No, you don't have to trade for them, anything. You just get them. The Angels put on Lucas Giolito, Hunter Renfro, Reynaldo Lopez, Randall Grichuk. I feel like I'm missing one. Maybe. Doesn't Matt matter. Moore, Matt Moore. Matt Moore, yeah. Matty Moe. Uh, Harrison Bader for the Yankees. The Mets put uh, Carlos Carrasco, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It goes in reverse order of how you are ranked in the standings in terms of win totals. So the Mariners are pretty what? This is an easier way to say that. Record. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and the Mariners are towards the ball. They have like the fifth best record in baseball, I think. Yeah, not to like flex or anything. Yeah, yeah, go Mariners. <laughs> they have like the fifth best record in all of baseball. So the, the chances of one of these guys getting them is slim. Mm-hmm. I would say that 
you could see a team that's more on the bubble, like, for example, the Blue Jays or the Red Sox. The Red Sox are kind of I don't even know if it gets that far. I think, think the, so? the National League wild card is a dogfight in terms of record. True. And all of those National League teams, I think, have a worse record than the Red Sox. Don't laugh at my voice, Frank. I've been cheering my heart out for three out of the last four days, okay? it's It has been electric playoff atmosphere in T-Mobile Park against some awful teams. The, the next month is going to be insane. But... I don't think those waivers make it much past the National League wildcard like bunch of like the mm-hmm. Reds, the Giants, maybe even the Diamondbacks can get a play in there. I like the highest I could see it going maybe would be the Red Sox or the Blue Jays. Well, my question is after they claim one of those guys, do they then get reset? Is it like fantasy like, right. where they have to get reset to the like the top? I would assume so. So you can't just sit there and claim 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 claim. Right. But like I, of the guys that are on there, I don't think I really care about any of them, honestly. I mean, Reynaldo Lopez or Matt Moore are the only ones I would want. Unless there's, like, lingering injuries with some of the core guys. Say, Kirby, it's not just one a one-off thing. He's got mono or something weird. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. And I think it was Logan Gilbert who had mono coming out of college. So oh, did he? That's a good shout. Um, yeah, that's, that. he lost, like, his first whole year in um, the Mariners organization. Yeah, That's tough. Let's hope that's not the case. <laughs> but then Lucas Giolito is right there. I don't want to say Mike Clevenger's name, but that's a name that also was dropped nope. for waivers for uh, from the White Sox. Nope. If Julio's out a little bit longer term, Randall Grichik or Hunter Renfro, they can play the outfield. Harrison Bader. But Harrison Bader's right there. He's a center fielder. You need someone to go play center field because, like I said, no, no dig to Dylan Moore, but... Um, it's not that pretty. <laughs> Cade Marlowe looks better out there. Yeah, that's D- true. Defensively, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Cade Marlowe really quick. Okay. Everyone that's saying that Jared Kelnick can't help this team, are you stupid? Hey, you don't got to be mean to them, man. Have you watched Cade Marlowe at bats over the last month? They're awful. But he scored the only run in the loss against the A's. True. It's true. It was a walk. Yeah, Cade, he's... It was bound to happen. It's the regression that happens for all of these guys that get the hype around Mariners Twitter or social communities, however you want to put it, where Sam Haggerty has a fantastic, a fantastic month and then falls off. Jose Caballero comes up and spark plugs the Mariners offense and is showing up the premier second baseman that we traded for, and then he kind of falls off a little bit. Cade Marlowe, he jumped onto the scene with a clutch grand slam against Carlos Estevez. Bunch of other extra base hits before, but he's starting to slow down. The regression is happening because it's just, He's getting exposed. It's just the natural, I think, trajectory of these, I don't want to call them like quad A players that the Mariners seem to be able to plug and play every once in a while, but they're definitely not like the premier talents that other teams could be fielding. But it's just, I don't know, the Cade Marlowe regression, it was just, it was inevitable. We don't want it to happen. If he could continue to hit 300 with uh, LPS above like 850, great. But that's a, a crapshoot. That's a pipe dream. So what would you what would you call that effect, Joe? I mean, I, I mentioned his name, uh, but it'd be the Sam Haggerty effect, Colton. And conveniently, Sam Haggerty was in the clubhouse for the last game of the Oakland A series because rosters expand on Friday. Sounds like Sam Haggerty is gonna be one of the guys brought up for that. Uh makes sense, I guess. I mean a guy, again, someone who can play the outfield if you need him to. I'd rather yeah. he didn't, but um I don't know. Sam Haggerty's a guy. He's a, he's a bench guy. He really is. I don't think he's anything more than that. I think putting Haggerty on the bench for maybe a late inning, you know, pinch runner or something. Yeah. Fine. Sure. 
Um, we still don't know who it'll be on the pitching side. It'll probably be like a Devin Sweet or I a thought, Freelander. I saw Adam Aller. Oh, did you? Yeah, was there in Seattle today. Oh, okay. I didn't I see think. that. I think. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Adam Aller, Sam Haggerty. I mean, don't quote us on that. There's a chance that neither of those guys are actually the picks, but... That's his. I saw, I saw Haggerty on Twitter. Did you see it on Twitter as well, or did you see? Did you actually see the man? Himself? I did not see Adam Aller himself. <laughs> you would. Seattle. Would you be able to pick him out of a crowd? Uh, if you looked at like twenty baseball players, how close am I? You're like from like first base to home plate, ninety feet. I think I could pick him out, so long as there's not a lookalike in there. I couldn't. Give me, give me twenty players on the active Mariners roster right now. Okay, no forty man. The the Tacoma Rainiers. Their, I think I their could. roster. I think I could. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but again, with Cade Marlowe starting to struggle, Jared Kelnick coming back would be huge for this team. And then, of course, you could add a Randall Gritchick. You could got, try to add a Hunter Renfro if they're there. I Again, I don't think they will be, but it's a possibility. If you don't want to run with Cade Marlowe every day out there, because right now you kind of have to. Uh, of course, when you get Kelnick back, you can probably have Teo DH a little bit, have Canzone out there in the outfield, have Kelnick in the outfield, and have Julio in the outfield, barring health, of course. Sure. The team will get better when Jared Kelnick comes back, and there's no doubt about it, and anyone that's saying that they won't in the comments is wrong. And they're going to they're gonna be like, oh my god, well the Mariners aren't playing at an 850 winning percentage anymore now that Kelnick came back, because they're playing much harder teams. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Just like the Rangers at the start of the year, was not sustainable. The Mariners have the 11th hardest strength of schedule in September in all of baseball. And I feel like a lot of that comes down to those last 10 games. Yeah, because if I can pull it out of my uh, place really quickly, Mets, Reds, Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Dodgers, Oakland, Texas, Houston, Texas. Yep. Bang! Well done. That's right. That is is the... I'm so hot. Take your shirt off. Cool me down. Um... (laughs) And so yeah, that's in terms of the month of September. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a dogfight with three teams right now basically tied for first place. Uh, those last ten games of the season, if you haven't bought your tickets already, buy them now. I haven't bought my tickets already. Don't buy them. Let me buy mine buy first. Now. Let me buy mine first, and then you can buy yours. Make sure to use code Mariner Mojo at SeatGeek if you use SeatGeek to buy your tickets. Do it. Yeah, what what he said. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about this last month of the season? So obviously, we said going into August. Like, 20 wins would be solid. What do you think? Uh, well, I think 20 wins was our upper bound. Right. Right? So I don't think that's solid. I think that's exceeding expectations, right? Sure. I would have said, like, plus or minus 3 to 17 would have been, like, our, our you know, our spot there. Mm-hmm. To go, to match our win total from last year, we need, what, 13 more wins? 14. We're 76 and 57? Yes. So 14 and 15 in September to match our record from last year. Yeah. Doable? Oh, entirely doable. 500 baseball? They were really good at it earlier this year, playing yeah. 500 ball. I would say I would want 17 wins mm-hmm. in the month of September. And I think it's definitely possible. On the way home from the game, my dad said, you and Colton both said like 90 wins. I think they're going to get 98. I'm like... Buddy. Wow. <laughs> Buddy. They can only lose seven more games the rest of that the year. That means they have to win 22 games. Yeah. <laughs> they have to break their record again. Yeah, double down. So my dad, you know, he's living on cloud nine. Mm. But I think 17 is probably doable. Yeah, and that put him at, what, 92? So what are 93? we at? 93. 93. Which would be 
yeah, that yeah, that's a phenomenal. That year. very easy, especially if some of those wins come against the Rangers and the Astros, that could win the West absolutely. And you know, before the season started, we said a hundred wins was going to take was what it was going to take to win the West because we just thought the, the Astros, Astros would be were, so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think ninety three wins wins you the West. I really do, especially. And again, you're playing teams. the The Rays have fallen off a little bit. The Reds have fallen off a little bit. Obviously, you play the A's again, which should be a sweep, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can always drop a game like this. Are, are you mad that they lost that game? No. No. We went 5-1 and one on a six-game homestand. I could care less that they lost that game. Yeah. And anyone that's in the comments right now complaining, well, we lost to one of the worst teams in baseball. Shut up. So did the Braves. Yep. One thing that I am worried about in September, and this is counting chickens before they hatch, I would say that Dusty Baker has positioned the Astros very well in the month of September to play the best baseball that they have needed to play all year mm-hmm. with injury control and like just roster control, keeping the guys healthy. You've got your Don back now. Kyle Tucker is no longer sidelined with, you know, an illness. I think that's just kind of what happened when we were there in Houston. Michael Brantley just got activated. There's no guarantee that Brantley is anything from what he used to be. And the Astros, I think out of the three teams in the dogfight for the AL West, have the easiest strength of schedule for the rest of the year. Dusty Baker has positioned them in a great way to play their best ball. Mm-hmm. So it is going to, I think, by the end of that last 10 games, we're going to need two out of three from Houston at that point. You think so? In, in my opinion. To really, to put them in a spot where they can't, maybe, maybe they can't catch up to us mm-hmm. and like any further. Mm-hmm. Because they're the healthiest that they've looked. They've, absolutely pounded the Red Sox in in Boston. I think I saw a, like a, a, I can't remember where I saw it. They had 66 hits over the last four games. Going into the final game against Boston, they still put up seven runs. Like they're on fire. They're the they are a bigger threat to me than the Rangers are. Ultimately. We'll just wait till they start playing real teams, Joe. I know. I mean, the the Red Sox not a real team. <laughs> Sorry, someone said that on Twitter about the Mariners. Wait till they play real teams. Rangers, Astros. I don't know. The Rangers, I mean, Scherzer's been fine for them. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty good. Um, they're obviously not playing as well as they were before. They dropped, what, eight in a row, and they're like, I don't know, two and eight in their last ten or something they like do, that. Their bull, I think graphic was their bullpen has blown more saves than they've converted saves this yep. year. But yeah, the Rangers' bullpen is just not great. And yeah. their starting pitching, I mean, has been good mm-hmm. here and there. Obviously, they lost to Grom. Valdi's been out for a while, but they added Scherzer. Uh, Andrew Heaney's been... Eh. He's hit or miss. And I'm trying to remember who. Dane Dunning, is he still in the rotation? I think so. Martin like, Perez has been relegated to the pen. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad he's been. So, I don't know. I mean, the Mariners obviously have the better rotation. And I think, honestly, right now, they have the better lineup. That could change. I mean, is like you said earlier, is Teoscar Hernandez going to hit, you know, 300 and with a 1.050 OPS? A 1-dot OPS. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, all you need to say. Uh, is Julio going to hit 420-something again in September? Probably not. Yeah. So, is Julio going to play in September? I hope so. I hope so, too. But if Julio doesn't play in September, we do have a few guys coming back that could help the Mariners out a lot. We have that video linked on the screen right now. Appreciate you guys watching episode 23 of the Hit It Here podcast. Hope you enjoyed this one. Go Mariners.